the past year has been about growth and survival. You know, like Simon said it the best. Um, survival is the new, straight, straight up survival is the new thriving. If you are not expected to thrive this year, you are not expected to thrive last year. If you're awake and if you're healthy and you still have a roof over your head, you're doing so well. So don't be too harsh on yourself. I'm into that. Simon really pinned that down. You're listening to Wicked Thoughts, a podcast by Flair Castro. This show is dedicated to helping founders and professionals understand business trends, social media, digital lifestyle, and how to be a better entrepreneur. Let's start learning in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to Wicked Thoughts. I'm your host, Fair Castro, and with me is my co-host for this season, Ms. Coney Barrientos Carey. Hi, Ms. Coney. Hi, Ms. Fair. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for the last about nine or ten episodes of season two. Right. And we're finally at the end of it. So this is a wrap-up for everything that Ms. Flair and I did and all the guests that we've had this season. Yeah. That's right. And before we wrap up, though, we, before we start talking about what are the things that we noticed are the trends with our entrepreneurs here in Cebu, because I believe our topic, I said the title for this topic, Miss Pony, it was like Sutukil Valley and Startup yeah. here in Cebu. So we're going to talk about that in a while. But before we proceed with our discussion, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors for this season. So we have 30 Media, our very own boutique social media and digital agency based in, here in Cebu. And then we have Aleph Talent Solutions, Ms. Coney's very own consulting firm that helps you scale your business effectively and efficiently. We have Grow Libro, it's an invoicing platform for small businesses. And then we have Content Dash at App, an app to help you create social media calendars better. And of course, our podcast partner, the company, is our favorite co-working space right here in Cebu. So I guess we can start with our discussion, Miss Coney. It's it has been an interesting season so far. What do you think? Yep. I think yeah. it has been, Miss. Like we we talk to entrepreneurs, we talk to startup founders, right. we talk to um women in the business. So it's um it's everything that we're really passionate about. So that's why I really, really enjoyed the season and looking forward to the next. Right, that's right. Um for the entrepreneurs, I, I made sure that for this season, the people that we're bringing in into the show are those who are from Cebu. So Mm-mm. for those who have noticed that for season two, almost everyone that we brought in, I had names that I wanted to include the season Miss Coney, but then I said, mm-hmm. you know what, let's just focus on Cebu because that's where we mm-hmm. are and it's closer to our hearts, right? And yeah, you know, we just want to talk about <clears throat> what the challenges are being here in Cebu because what we mentioned before, it's always about the ecosystem, no? Like in mm-hmm. Manila, they have their own challenges. In Cebu, we also have our own challenges here as uh, business owners, as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. startup founders. So, that's why for this season, um, all, I think, 10 are from Cebu. I think we had 10 guests. I lost Oh, them. yeah. Although I brought this <laughs> episode with my mom because, you know, it's women's. Oh, yeah, story, I saw right? that. Right. I think very very, very fitting. It's Women's Month and it's exactly. only right that your mom will be, you know, the season ender and the ender for <laughs> Like, everything. what she's doing is not easy. Like, I remember, like, Last year, right? She was not able to go home. She was trapped with an yeah, aunt of yours. It was old. so hard for her. 
Once a year, and like, once. like nobody have- could like she couldn't go out, she couldn't buy any meds, and finally she, she was able senior, to leave. I was so happy for her. Yeah. Uh, but when she finally went out of our, our unit, she was locked down there for three months. Um, apparently, wow. the episode that we did with my son, it wasn't supposed to be, you know, um, uploaded on the podcast Mm-mm. as part of the show. It was supposed to be part of StoryCorps. Um, yeah, but then I found out that I couldn't upload it from my home. So I had a lot of <laughs> problems with it. And then I said, you know, just include it in the show. It's still going to be fitting with their theme. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, if we go through the episodes that we had for season two, we started with with you on Thoughts on Hiring for Tech this 2021, right? So, yep. do you still feel, feel the same? Like, I've, after two months, we've had the show um, Hiring for Tech. Any quick thoughts? Miss, it's still the same. I'm drowning. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same requirement. Yeah, drowning in the drowning in the what you call that in in the requirements in the demands. But the, that's why, like, we have talents, but the skills required in the talent pool we have, it they don't match. That's mm-hmm. what I'm worried about. Because if you like are lo- like we're talking about digital market, Miss Digital Marketing is really big. Everybody's looking for. Yep. Yeah. A digital marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, digital marketing, Amazon marketing, product search, um, customer service. It's all in the e-commerce. E-commerce. Agree. Yes. E-commerce. And then for the tech side, JavaScript is like the most in-demand um, development language, React, React. Uh, as well. Because with React, like you can... You can develop like with less hassle because you can do both Android and iOS at the same time. And it's easy to deploy. So like this is a time to learn React and JavaScript, um, Agile, Laravel, C-Sharp, of course. Um, And now we're moving towards like newer languages like Ansible. Um, So it's more... What's the name of um, the language? I just heard of that. Yeah, it's new, Miss. So I was like really surprised. So I'm working with this client who is a partner for Atlassian. And then they're like, hi, Connie, we need somebody with Ansible. I'm like, huh? I I haven't heard of that before. And then they had a term for it. It's like configuration as code or configuration as a system. I'm like, oh. (laughs) I will look. You really learn something new every day, Miss, when you're recruiting. Yeah, and what like, I heard was that there's no code and now there's configuration as code. Okay. Yeah. So they they have that myth and um they have all sorts of things now. But definitely like the trend is still you need to have a certain expertise, sure. but you need to be a generalist at the same time. How you need to be excellent at one thing, that, right? but good at everything. <laughs> Like asking someone to be everything, but still very exactly. quite a pro or expert at something. Yes. That's really like I, the term for that is like a T-shaped person. You're good. You're excellent at one thing, but you're good at everything. That's you have a certain skill that you've mastered, but you can handle everything else. I think that's the same for the full stack developers. They have to do everything. Right, right. They do front and back end. You hear that, right? Um, DevOps. Yeah. It's, it's basically the same thing. So, yeah, you have to do that. And especially now, um, we're moving towards, you know, the we're at the fourth industrial revolution, moving on to the yeah, fifth. Yeah. 
So it's about streamlining. It's about making things more efficient. It's about melding um, the human facets of things um, with the machine. So it has to be like, you need to have more skills because it's more about, as, I, as much as I hate to have to say it, it's more about streamlining. True, true. So fewer people, but more efficiency. And now I think it would be the same challenge with our next next uh, guest, right? With Mr. Ryan Tan Yu. When we brought yeah. him in, um, his topic was about outsourcing local tech skills to the world. When he opened mm-hmm. Erling, that was their goal. Yeah. They wanted to bring our local talents, apparently here in Cebu, um, into the global market. Um, the last time we talked with, with Ryan... Um, he also said that, you know, they're still going at it, although they have to find yeah. better venues to look for talent, you know? So I guess you have the same challenge with where do I find yeah, it's, it's just like the there's a mismatch. The talent pool and the demand, they don't match. So we need to like really revamp the, the like, here we go again. We're, we're back to our educational system. We need to revamp uh, our educational system, mm-hmm. our educational offering. Um, we need to be more coding and IT and, you know, the skills that um, are going to be in demand in the future. Because, like, we grew up, like, what was in demand? Um, accounting. Cool. Right? Yeah, like, like those, those things make accounting, business. Yeah, yeah. But, but now we're moving towards, like, oh, this is, that worked years ago, but we're evolving very fast. And like as Ryan um talked about it, like you know they're looking for talents, and I wouldn't be surprised, Miss, that the next um group of talents that they'll be looking for are machine learning experts in AI. Because oh, I'm starting to look for them now. Yeah. We're getting there. We're um more AI enabled, especially you know in in, in the stock market or when you're trying to issue shot. traffic yeah. tickets and citations, yeah. AI is, is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So data engineering, data um, structuring, data presentation, everything's about data now. It's like, yeah, when you market, like as Miss Hannah like, talked about, it's not just about the story you tell or the emotions. The numbers, the data, you need to have to make it tell a story. Yeah, and I so think we're going that direction. Yeah, and she talked about it in the context of social entrepreneurship too. Mm-hmm. Her topic when she talked about it, it's like current challenge is to how to bring in your organization, like really convince them that data is something yeah. to look at, mm-hmm. and you have to care about it and translate mm-hmm. it into stories. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with her though, because you can only bring in so much stories if there's no data to back it up. Exactly, yeah. exactly, Miss. Isn't that like the thing that they look for at pitch decks on pitch decks? It's not like, okay, give me the numbers. <laughs> like, you don't just like give me, sure. you know, this idea to save the world or change the world. Talk about the numbers. So, those two need to come hand in hand. Thank numbers you. and, and you know, hope. Hope is not a strategy, unfortunately. Hope is not a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to, you need to have, you need to like back it up with data. It is very important. And like, we're, we're getting there. We need more AI and data um, data scientists. But And right now, Miss, there are not a lot of data scientists to go around. Yeah, you have to train your own people too. Yeah. So it's, it's getting hard to find them, Miss. Like mathematicians, like 
a lot of us didn't grow up liking math. That's for sure. I hated math. Come on. Yeah, but it, it's important. Oh, oh, super memorable because I had like double seven because of physics and you have to calculate using formula. I know. Like, oh my God. I know the feels. <laughs> like my dad had to talk to my teacher because I almost failed. <laughs> oh gosh. And then like my dad is an engineer. He's so he, my dad's an engineer. So he like in, in fairness to my dad, he told me it's not your fault. It's how it's taught. Oh, diba? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, like in fairness to my dad, he's still like, you know, he's still like, cheering me on because I was crying because I was failing and that was my only line of seventh grade. So I dropped out of the honors list and my dad said, it's not your fault. It's the way it's taught, which is true. Yeah. Math yeah. is not taught here for people to like, like, see, look at that. Look at, look at like how the Philippines is now. Look at the data when it comes to vaccination. It's almost always incorrect. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they barely publish the numbers. Although, if they they do publish the numbers, it's like okay. But where's the daily information for this? Where can we yeah, see? we don't see that, right, Miss? And then like sure. yeah. they don't do it in a way that people think it's important. So people just like disregard it. Yeah, they and don't like do it in a way like okay, this is the number now in relation to the population. So this is how bad it is. Like I think if they, I think okay. if they did it that way, people would be more careful. Because now it's like, ah, okay, seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine, fine. People don't care. Comparison should always be. And like you said, yeah. we were talking about vaccines, right? I think we have to mention yeah. like it's always there's the private organization's effort. Um, if mm-hmm. we would look at what Miss Timmy said when we brought her in, um, she was talking about the state of employers during the pandemic. Yeah. And here we are, employers, you know, we're trying to find ways to, you know, bring in vaccination for, for our team, right? And it's, it hasn't yeah. been easy because you have to it's be part miss. Thank you so much, Miss, for helping <laughs> us out. And thank you, Cebu no, Chamber. Of course. I mean, who else? Thank you, Cebu Chamber. The MSMEs, right? It's ourselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good for the Cebu Chamber that they're le- really looking for ways to help the members itself. Um, it's not just that uh, effort. I know I shared it with you, but Mm-mm. recently they had two other um, opportunities to bring in vaccines, but it's through the government. So what would happen is like you have to give them a list of all your staff and then all your documentation. So it's a longer route towards that. It's so weird, Miss, because like they said that um, what I read was that um, the government would not let the private sectors import the vaccines themselves. Um, I saw um, Teddy Boy Loxin like post about it and said that the Filipino Chinese Chamber of Commerce wrote a letter that um, to be allowed to import vaccines, same with the Philippine Chamber of Commerce, and now Cebu Chamber of Commerce is, is working on it. Um, it's just like, yeah, Mr. Me like mentioned about how bad it was for employers, but yeah, yeah. it really makes you appreciate how, despite how bad things have been for employers and business owners, the companies are like really looking for ways to help the people that work with them. Like that, it reminded me of our like discussion with Sir Aaron Q. Yeah, he was, he, was he, he even mentioned vendors, the um stakeholders. You rarely ever hear somebody mention vendors, right. yeah, but nobody cares about them usually. But if someone's 
looking at the community in a holistic view, you would yeah. create people with that kind of like foresight, like you said, right? Like we don't have foresight, we only have foreskin. Foreskin. <laughs> oh no. All foreskin, no foresight. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, despite everything that happened to us, like employers and private companies during the pandemic, um, Ian, Ian Bertusil, one of our guests, he also brought up the topic about diversi- diversifying beyond tech. I know. Like, that was really interesting, miss, because we, we learned like how he came from like Ruby on Rails and, you know, started <laughs> his own projects and then now racing rabbits and then being in construction. Like, construction, come on. Yeah, do you cool. ever get tired? <laughs> Yeah, but then if it's an opportunity, right? You always look for opportunities that we can. You, you we're entrepreneurs. You always look for just like you, right? You're able to open up your own. We 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 always like, look for ways. It's like I think now more than ever, because like we can for us entrepreneurs, we don't give ourselves time to like feel down or get depressed because we know that oh, people are depending on us. True. We don't have, we have to find ways. We we don't have the right. <laughs> to like feel tired or give up because like you have entire families depending on you exactly that's why like the the businesses are really pulling pulling you know what they can to make sure that everything works like in the same way it reminds me like how this entire podcast has been amazing because of you miss and your effort no. and i remember this this show with miss timmy yeah yeah like, remember that show with miss timmy when we didn't have a room. You didn't have a room because that was <laughs> when HM Tower just, you know, decided to a crazy thing. You know, decide to be yeah. mean and decided to tell the company they can't go in anymore. So you had to find ways. And the show still went on. And it was finding ways. It was really yeah. tricky, but you know, we found ways and we did it with Miss Timmy. We can't complain. I mean, people are out there to get us, but then there's also the community who will help us out. That's what I that, that's just true. It's like um, no matter how bad things get, you'll always have people rooting for you. Yeah. So that's that, that kind of inspired you to keep going. Yeah. Like his road to recovery, I forgot his keyword though. Uh, competition, right? I think competition, miss, and it was um not convert. Was it no? It wasn't convergence. It started with the C. Cooperate, not yeah. Competition. Yeah. It was a collaboration. Like yeah, it was a road to recovery for for Sir Aaron. He he mentioned like in the hotel in his hotel, you have all sorts of people, uh, holding meetings where a problem of one room can be solved by discussion in another room. That's crazy to imagine, right? I mean, you can just, guys, you can talk, right? <laughs> you don't have to yeah. be in other rooms. But and yeah, like, it's, it's like that. Yeah. And it's really inspiring, Miss, because like, you know, Sir Aaron's working on it. Like, he, they, he is trying to work on the, not necessarily just uh, an incubation, but a sort of a, a tech project where people are working together. Uh, an, an innovation center, I remember. There, yeah. there. Like, that's what I'm excited for. Because, like, I've been ranting to you about it. And you know how I feel about it. Like, we don't have an innovation center in Cebu. We can just while, imagine Sandbox, right? From yeah, exactly. the startup K-drama. <laughs> true and we don't have that and then like you mentioned um sinigang valley like so we might as well make our own like sutukil yeah, valley so context we can do it on yeah, our own this as sutukil valley because i think that conversation came up when manila 
the guys from Manila, the startup founders from Manila said that they're going to put together a Sinigang Valley. So for those who are yeah. not aware of that, um, Mr. Roland, the founder of Kumo, mentioned that they're, mm. they're putting up a whole strip full of startups in one compound or one like block, one block full of startups starting with Kumo and then he's going to build some sort of cafe and then... Oh yeah, because I, re- I remember Miss Kumo just yeah. got like they just got like funding, right? It's I read awesome. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we don't have that. That would be know. nice. That we don't nice. we really don't have that. And then um there was this discussion that you posted, Miss, which is really interesting. Like every time you post, I really learn something. And <laughs> and people were talking about it, like we don't have investors here, and then we don't have angel investors, which is true because I think that we don't have anything to show for yet. Um, yeah. sorry, Lord, I'm about no, to say something Like no, all our events yep. so far, like example, Ian. Ian is one of you know one of the best developers I know. He won the first startup we get. Right, right. And then that's what I asked him. What happened after? <laughs> and we didn't There's, get to ask him that right? episode. Like we were hush hush. Like let's. I like, <laughs> like I think if we had something to show for, because I think investors will always look again numbers data. Nobody would invest in a startup that hasn't found traction yet, and a startup will not have traction if there's no support. So it's like chicken and egg again. It's just like building a marketplace. Or where do you find customers? Where do you find a exactly supplier? right, Miss? And then uh-huh. like that's why when you posted that, Miss, I'm like, I really, really enjoy that post, and I read all the comments, and you can really see everyone has dreams and they have hopes, but you know we don't have that and like, their frustration too you can, you can their frustration just like and then i saw this person yeah. who said like because um, was like i die did you see that yeah yeah i saw that and then this person because like they're talking about like who in the philippines would qualify for y combinator right or something like there are only very few and you showed me one avion yeah and there's avion, yeah and it, i like the i like the model like yeah. we can next pay they just recently yeah from yc yeah and then pay mongo got like an injection of 10 million dollars apparently from stripe which is amazing i think we can do that it's just that yeah. we need people to like you know badger other people for support like i don't think like here it's more of a we we don't have enough events to encourage people that oh by the way um, if we invest in startups, that means more jobs, more talents, better for everyone. And there's only so much people or so much talent, to be honest. Like, we always go back yeah. to what you said about the pool of talent available here. Exactly. Exactly, Miss. Like, in order for us to, to change the ecosystem, to make it better, we need to improve our talent pool. We need to improve our internet infrastructure. Yes. Like you and your cousin <laughs> here right now, right? Yeah, exactly. And then we need to improve improve our um our way our commute system, our transportation system. Those are the three most important things in order to have a thriving startup ecosystem. Right. And it's we're all challenged there. That's why I'm excited for Sir Aaron's Innovation Center. Yeah, we all are. And then Francis, if like going back to communities, he mentioned that design, they have this design community. I've been listening to them on Clubhouse actually. Like they have mm-hmm. this 
core people of UX UI designers. And then I was surprised when he said that they only work with, like not only work, but it's like their focus. They work with VC backed startups. I was like, Mm-mm. so who else is going to help Cebu if you're not VC backed? No one's gonna exactly. It kind of it, it makes you feel sad, right, Miss? Because like. I remember, like, remember that post you made that made me laugh out loud so early in the morning. I choked uh, <laughs> on my breakfast. Like, um, we all have Mother like it's app. like they see an app, they copy it. It's the same thing over and over again. And why does this keep happening? Because no VC person, no one is pointing out that hey, don't do that. You can do better. Find another. You don't have mentors. Right. That's why pe- that's why people keep doing the exact same thing over and over because we don't have the experience of the VC hmm. to be here. Like when you Tell showed me what Dado right. Banatao, the, the center miss, the Dado Banatao Center yeah. requires yeah. of your startup. Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like that's what it's supposed to be. Right? That's what it's supposed to be. And no, shall, another and delivery app won't push it. That's why it's like Whoa. Like when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. This is what we need to be creating. But we don't have a center or a set, you know, we don't have a group or a mentor to tell these young hopefuls that, oh, you can do better than that. There is a much better way to do it. Because you know, we're that like people like us, we're really, really passionate about it. We don't have the budget for it, obviously. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree to that. Like, we don't have budget for it. That's why we have to try and raise funds. Like, if you can, yeah. up, raise your funds. Um, raise your funds, okay. bootstrap till you die. Yeah. you die. But there's another way for that, apparently. That's why there's a lot of funding. Like, there are a lot of investors, for example, in Clubhouse, Miss Coney. Um, mm. They always go in their inside rooms and then they listen to people. Uh, they listen mm-hmm. to more of pitches. Because they're also looking for people that they can they can help out with. I trust, yeah. So when when Seth mentioned that that there are you know investors trying to promote themselves because they're looking for 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 these founders who have that passion, I was like, it's really not impossible for us, right? We just have to find. Oh, it's hard. We just yeah. have to understand how it is to raise funds, to work with VCs, to really grow your startup if you're. If you're a tech startup, right? Because you're not yeah. building a small business here. Building a small business is quite different from building an actual tech startup. So yeah, expect you to grow like ten times, right? That's the numbers. Like, can you grow this ten times? Can you solve this problem ten ten times better through tech, right? Mm-hmm. So, ayun, um, I think we just really have to have really good mentors. And the mm-hmm. only one I'm seeing who's doing that so far is really Seth. Like, he has been helpful. He has been pushing me, for example, to. To, to pitch at Y Combinator and then to look and Miss you deserve why? that like more than anyone and I'm excited for you and I know you're not giving yourself enough credit but you should I'm really really excited for you for I that like, maybe I'm just bored that's why I'm doing this but you know we love to challenge ourselves I think that's what's but Miss like I remember there was this couple yeah. from Pakistan they made yeah. it to Y Combinator they made shoes so I like saw that from you right that was very very inspiring like you can do it like anybody can do it you just need you know that that drive that fuel and you know that that problem that you want to solve and you should be able to do it we have a lot of problems in the philippines that we can solve mm-hmm. i mean if you would look oh at yeah that, like i have a friend miss ba like i have a friend who's also my mentor his name's Dwight. 
like he really taught me a very important lesson before when I started. He said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really risk averse. And then he said, you know what? Because he pays poker. He says, you know what? Scared money makes no money. I love that. You mentioned and that. And that really changed my mindset. Can you expand on that? Like, what does that like, mean? He basically meant, like, if you're going to get scared and you're not going to bet on things in yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So he I just mean, told me, like, when he told me that scared money makes no money, that changed my mindset. Right. You have to bet on things in order to see. You have to bet on things. More importantly, you need to bet on yourself. Right. And it's always the challenge for us. I mean, that's why Rika, if you remember mm. her episode, she yeah. talked about how to win in the workplace as a woman. Because sometimes for us, we always doubt ourselves, right? Like, am I True. Miss, I swear, we have the biggest imposter syndromes. Apparently, the, the smarter you uh, are, the bigger your imposter yeah. syndrome. Same with you, right? Like Amazon. Yeah, it's like we, we do doubt we'll ourselves. Here, but, right? you know, in a we'll way, we're glad we do because that keeps us on our toes. And we keep on working and we keep on improving. Yeah. Like uh, I saw one person, she put in her bio that her aim was to improve 1% per day. Right? And yeah, that would be great, Miss, because at the end of it, 365%. Yeah. So... What do you think are the major challenges that Rika mentioned? Challenges in the workplace as a woman? Because I know we ranted a lot about this, right? Like, oh yeah, we talked how about do that. We like, balance work. How do we balance? Yeah, like and, and like the judgmental people who business. who judge women yeah. who prioritize work and not family, and you know, vice versa. And yeah. then Rika kind of mentioned something very important, especially when you get called names, and you oh, do get God. called names. When you're assertive and you're ambitious. And then he said something like, look at it in the point of the other person. Because sometimes you're not educated. Yeah. Which is true. Because like if we, in the Philippines, it's a very patriarchal um, society. Country. So they always seem to think that, you know, the typical men have to make the money. Women have to stay at home. It's, It's typical. So, that's just the level of awareness and consciousness they have. So we as women cannot take offense at everything. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking offense right? at everything, might as well like use that mm-hmm. and propel yourself to succeed. Because if you kind of like pay attention to what other people are telling you or saying, you're not going to get anywhere. She said something like, don't dim your light. That- yeah, something like that. Don't don't um don't dim your light just to make other people comfortable. Yeah, they should wear their shades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember Miss every time you mention shades, I remember Miss Hannah. Remember <laughs> she had to wear shades because she was working at a BPO. Oh ah, yeah, that one. You no. thought it was like a fashion statement and Miss Hannah said, oh no, it's just my life. <laughs> it's not a fashion yeah, statement, it's just my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Really challenging. And I think that that has been a consistent theme, I guess, um, for our Women's Month. Because I, I mm-hmm. think all the other speakers on our first month when we ran this, um, yeah. February, and then for March, just to align with Women's Month, we had everyone, women speakers the whole the whole way through for the episodes. And yeah, I think the consistent thing that they've mentioned is that you, you really have to go out there and take what you can, right? Exactly. And then I remember, Miss, yeah. we were talking, you, me, and Ian were talking about it because we're so alike. 
And then I mentioned, and I think it kind of changed Ian's life. And I said, Yan, it's okay. We're multi-potentialites. <laughs> I love that word. And we want to like, we need to show. And people tell us to show. And that's why it's like, we like one thing. We're good at one thing. But we're also doing a lot of other, Some other things. things. <laughs> yeah, because like, people tend to like, oh, why can't this person like focus on one thing? Or like, the same, like, same regard, miss, that all our guests, they have had to meet challenges where they were told yeah. like, oh, you can't do that. You have to stick to your lane. But all our guests basically just went, oh, okay, but did their thing anyway. Yeah, they would just say, okay, and then just do their own thing and then just say, F it. Like, I'll do Yeah, it. and they just did it. And that's what made all of our guests really, really inspiring. Like, especially like Miss Hannah was very different because it was more about Maven, about her baby. Yeah, her and, and that's most... are, are really good for women too, like health. Yeah. And then there's finance, right? Before she mm-hmm. transitioned into um, working with an organization for their programs for social entrepreneurship. So it's really amazing mm-hmm. that we have this one thing, but then on the other hand, we're also doing advocacies, right? Like in your case, so... uh, I've been... You know, I've seen your posts on LinkedIn. They're really amazing. Like a lot of people like, (laughs) oh my God, here's Miss Coney. She posted something again. It's like a hundred likes. Like (laughs) right there. You post things. It's like, yeah, the reason why I post those myths is I want to post those because like not everyone has access to, let's say, an MBA. Right. Or a very expensive HR certification. Right. And there are a lot of people who are only starting up and they're new. And I got lucky because I had mentors and I have mentors, but not everyone is as lucky. So I posted them, you know, in the hope that I hope whoever is reading what I post will find this valuable and can apply it yeah, to what she's doing that. or he's doing right now. Like whenever you, we post something, right? Like we make sure that it's either a value or you know it's educational or entertaining true miss that's educational or entertaining it's either super funny or super (laughs) entertainment or of value but then if you post something of value sometimes i would say to myself that my goal is to post uh uh, something and then at least one person will gain something out of it like that is true miss and then yeah, it's really cute, Miss. Cause like I post right, and now because of my posts, I end up being friends with the people who follow the page and who follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> like, um, there's this developer from from Iloilo, mm. um, and then he's very interesting because he actually is in bioinformatics. I'm like, wow, I didn't know there's such a thing. Bio bioinformatics, like it's like the engineering of your biology and the information that you give out of, with uh, your DNA. So basically, so if we had more bioinformatics people in this pandemic, we would already have solved this problem already. Oh, yeah, for sure. So he said, Miss, I really thought they'd call me for help, but they never did. So I said, don't worry about it. They don't know what they're doing anyway. <laughs> and then it's so cute, Miss, because like now, before he decides on something... He sends me a message and says, Hi, Miss Connie, I need your advice. What do you think about this? And I really think I'm so glad that you found my posts very helpful. And I'm glad that you trust me enough to send me a message to ask me for advice. 
And I'm always open to that. Like, if you need advice, if you need help with anything, I'd be more than happy to do it. Like, because um, I think, like, yeah, exactly, Miss. Because, like, the more, like, you know, we pay it forward, the other person yeah, exactly. pays it forward. So it becomes better for the entire community. It's for the community, definitely. Because it's also the same thing that we discussed, I think, Seth, yesterday. We mentioned something mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just lucky that I can consult with you or like talk to you about how to do things because some people, they reach a certain level in their career and then they get probably too busy to help out someone else. Yeah. And that's where they, people ask like, okay, can you mentor? Can you do this? But sometimes you just don't have the time for that. And you know, we, we use the word like hangul with information. Yeah. They're not sharing what they know. You know, it's so weird when you say hangul because I know hangul means greedy or something. But <laughs> every time I hear hangul, it's like, isn't that the Korean language? <laughs> hangul? 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 <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I've been watching too many Korean shows since startup. So Simon, yeah. Simon has been joking like, I want my wife back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because of what you watch with startup, right? I know it, it started there, miss, and then it started with startup, and like it was super relatable. Like I think <laughs> that was, will be that's my favorite favorite show ever. And then it and then it started with startup and I started watching other Korean shows and it's so funny. I end up laughing and like crying and like a mix of emotions every time. They make really good shows. That's why I'm not That's true. I mean, there was a post in Startup PH. She said, like, imagine if you bring the same show, create a startup PH show in the Philippines. So someone Oh yeah, I think I saw that. that. Saw that, right? Like which channel would be able to Who make- would do it? Like I wish somebody would. Because it's really relatable, especially for us, Miss. Like how remember how startup like really um portrayed it. And like when I was watching it, I was crying and I was happy because like, oh my god, this is what we went this through. Is exactly this is <laughs> First two episodes, three, I think those were my favorite. They were like, Dave, look at this. Can you watch this with me? And I ended up like initially I started bringing my son. I told him, let's watch this yeah. show. I'm sure you're gonna learn a lot from this. But then after like three episodes in, I was just crying the whole show. And I was like, uh, don't watch this. I'm just going to take this in by myself because I know it's (laughs) awkward for you to watch your mom cry throughout the episode. It's so, Miss, I swear, Miss, it was like, I really feel that that show should be made required watching for anyone who wants to start a business. Agree, agree. Anyone who is in tech (laughs) or wants to do anything in tech. Because there's like it's so it's like like basically it was um it's like um oh, no one, it's like right? having somebody like teach you oh this is what it means you don't need to join uh you don't need to join a, a program or something right just to understand the terms in startups right yeah as it is it was just really really funny and, and was that um, your inspiration for hire you. I have to actually, ask that. yeah. I have to mention that here. Honestly, Miss, in, inspiration wise, I would definitely say that and you. Because um, I've been really scared, right? Like, I'm like, oh, that's going to be really hard. That's going to be a total headache. And then you've always like pushed me, like, Miss Con, like, do it. I think you really have a lot of problems you can solve. And same for, for Simon. Simon just mentioned, like, sweetheart, we really have to move 
the the hiring out of Facebook because Facebook is going downhill. Yeah, yeah. Because although with Facebook, like you are attracting a lot of people, the quality is not good, and it's um the same for the job posting sites we see everywhere, and that is really frustrating me. That's frustrating every single recruiter, and that's what we want to change. And you want to solve that problem finally. Super miss because it's just like. It takes so much time just, you know, to go through applications and it, it it's more admin work. And by the end of like, right, right. imagine Miss, you have to like interview about 100, 200 people to get a good one. Oh gosh. that's Like lot. if we can like, you know, cut the time short, that would make people more productive. That is what's wonderful about entrepreneurs, right? Because we take problems and we really are passionate in solving challenges within our industries like you you have the domain expertise in hr and recruiting and you're making hire you um developing this in order to solve a problem in your own domain so who doesn't know it's, it's more of a selfish honestly it's a selfish thing it is <laughs> i'm just like really tired and i just want it <laughs> and for sure, but, you will gain a lot from that. It solves a problem for me. That means it's solving problems for other people. Right. When you see them using your app later on, like once you once you launch that, I'm sure a lot of really really excited about it, Miss. Because like more than more than anyone, I think it's my team who are the most excited because they will be the first people to use it. Because they're also like going through like having to interview. Miss, we process 2,888 at least people in a year. Oh, gosh. So for a small team of six, that is overwhelming. And then you're going to add this app, hire you into your process. It's definitely. Yeah. To make it easier. Number of teammates you have for sure. Yeah. So because now it's like my, my, my teammates are like, they don't complain. They just work really hard. But like seeing seeing yet, I'm like, I think they deserve I really know they deserve so much better than this. <laughs> like this is it's not funny. You give them bigger races for their salary yeah, or, or you make you solve it for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Well yeah, the last um I'm gonna skip mentioning about my mom because it really is a special episode. Um the last one we brought in was Miss Joy, right? Um, yeah. she talked about uh, the startup community, Cebu startups, and then the co-working community. And she spilled some tea, definitely. Super. Uh, she told us what happened during that incident wherein one day we showed up for our regular weekly thing here in the company and they suddenly shooed us out of the building saying they're not here anymore. Yeah. I was super surprised. Because you were not able to go up, right? Like you, you were, were not able to walk. go up at all. You were stuck. Not, like we don't have a lot of stuff we don't have stuff because we're day users yeah. right so we mm. only choose like a specific day in a week to go there or to go here i mean in the company but yeah we were quite surprised about what happened and it ended up with me ranting on facebook like when when yeah. people think that i rant on facebook like you said it's sometimes a selfish thing i was being selfish that day because i was like <laughs> i have things i have to do and then suddenly this unexpected would happen. It, you know, messes up my schedule. It messes up my, true, my, time, true. my like, You know what I've noticed, yeah. Miss? There's nothing wrong with being selfish sometimes. Because <laughs> see, like, us being selfish means helping other people. We're being <laughs> like, productive. Our selfishness. Yeah, we're being productive. Like, and being yeah. selfish, like, 
being selfish also means you're taking care of yourself. You can't like be putting yourself out there for everyone and helping everyone because you'll I get burnt out. Did you that? He he told you not to spread yourself too thin. Right? Yeah, my husband probably. has been telling me that. Like Simon has been telling me, like stop spreading yourself too thin. You're like doing it, um, doing it a bit too much. But I think, miss for us, it's like if we stop moving. It's going to be really bad for us because we get bored and we get cranky or we start crying. <laughs> it's grim, but that's the reality, I think. Like, we're risk takers. We have to be out there and do something and solve some problem. If we're not doing that, then we're not being ourselves. That's the only thing that I can say. That is true. That's why it's like um, when, when Joy talked about that, like, I really thought, like, you know, we will never know because in fairness to how Joy and the company handled it, it was handled with grace. It was handled with dignity. Right. You know, they never made a scene, although they would have been forgiven if they did. But never, they never did anything. And they never, they didn't deserve what happened to them, how they were treated. That was just unfair. But I, I, uh, again, right. I mean, right? might be OA for other people, but I really cried. You know why, Miss Coney? Because I felt like that that action showed how unfair the world is for entrepreneurs. Miss, it's not OA, good. Yeah. I, I, like, that's what we love about you. You're super empathetic. You just empathize. No, I think it's too much empathy to the point that it's... That's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good thing. Like, like, I think, Miss, yeah. like, you cried because you're idealistic just like I am. We like, always right? have this romantic ideal. Yeah. Suddenly, mm. like, out there, like you get enraged, and all your frustration Super. out. It's and like it's your them. sense of justice being yeah, exactly. um, offended. Like, this is not just. This is not. Yeah. Right. You know. Um. And I felt that so much because you know, Miss Coney, like being in the industry for. 10, 15 a long time. Brand, 30, 10 years. I was a long time. Years, that's super long time. I've been through it all. Like I've had clients who were like like stolen by competitors. And I felt I know you told me some. I was like, Yeah, this hurts. I felt this. I it know, does. I know it how does. hurtful this is. So I know. That's why, like, I think miss, because we have gone through so much. We don't want other people to go through it. In, in the same way, that's why we want an innovation center or our own sandbox yes, in please. Cebu. Yes, so our startup, you know, our young idealistic people will not have to go through what we went through. I agree. Because oh like God. the way we did it, it was just, man, it was hardcore. It's painful. It was like <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. I don't and know. Like, What's the term for that? Like taking it all in and raw dogging it. Oh my god! I don't know if I yeah, should like it, basically it was just like it was now. like really difficult. But like you know, we ask any startup founder now, would you want to be doing something else? No, I still want to do what I'm doing now. I remember about what Ryan posted. Right, Ryan's so funny on Facebook. Like he posts all of these things. Like he said, like. Sometimes now he thinks like I should have gotten a job. He's yeah. and then like this is the job I want. And the person like basically the the what he posted was a person was paid for not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> he said he posted my pananabaho ko eh. <laughs> but then, then like a few hours later he'd be like I'm glad I'm what I'm doing. I'm glad I continued what I have to do. And then he he was laughing so hard when I posted. Uh, about that like 
the differences between the Manila community and the Cebu community. And then I added hashtag Nanong Ni Enter. He was oh, yeah. part about that. And then he said, this hashtag is so true. Like, I, I, I agree with this. Nanong Ni Enter. Because the things that we're doing now, we can choose not to do this and not to... Super, man. It's like, if we, if we, you know, like, if we work, like, for bigger companies, we would have been paid and whatnot. And, we wouldn't be having problems, but we decided we to go our own. <laughs> I want to solve my own problems, not other no, people. Like we, like, it's like, I think like for us, like we're the type of people that if we are put in a situation and we see problems, we just want to solve it. But I think that's why lately I've been getting frustrated more often. And that's why like a few days back, two days ago, I think I had a meltdown and I started crying. Oh, and God. it was, I think, like, after after a year of being in lockdown, we're still back to where we were a year ago. And I think that's what frustrated me the most. Because, like, you see all of these problems, which are easily solvable. Yeah, yeah. But it's not being solved. And, you know, that problem solver, like, your internal problem solver, your your. Your inner your inner person with OCD is already like screaming like it should be easy. Why aren't you easy? <laughs> so, <laughs> like I can put the process in my mind to paper. Exactly. Why are you that's guys it, not like, it, right? That's the thing. Is like you have like like you imagine how you're going to um solve it. Like remember, Miss, a year ago, exactly a year ago, you and I wrote a letter to the governor. Yeah, I remember that. Oh right. God, we wrote a letter to the governor. And we listed down things that could be done instead of putting everybody on lockdown. We did. Oh my God, I remember. We are so That's why hopeful. And that, like, we were hopeful and we were like, see, we want to solve things. And like, you see how things have been mismanaged and that like gets you really frustrated. Because you just think like, oh, this should be easy, especially for a process-oriented tech person. But no! <laughs> they have to make it complicated, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, miss, you have like a certificate in, in Scrum. Yeah. Like, this should be easy. Like, if you are a Scrum master, this is how I would do it, right? Like, exactly. Sprints, solve this problem. But then, speaking about that, it's really going to be another topic. But it's something that's surprising in a way because... Sometimes if there are problems that come in um, and it's complicated, you sometimes just bring in experts, right? And experts, you would think that they have experience over such situation. But in this Mm -hmm. case, it's a global pandemic. So they're saying that we have to give some sort of leeway to the problem solvers. But then after a year of lockdown, come on, we should have figured it out. Right? I mean, like, hello, six months probationary that. period. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that's beautiful. <laughs> like that. That's beyond probationary. Like, if they didn't pass the first six months, yeah, exactly. Six months probationary period. Hello. That's a funny context. <laughs> I know. The thing is, like, I, like, Miss, I would have totally been more forgiving if, like, they use that as an excuse, like, you know, everybody was caught, like, blindsided and, True. you know, nobody knows how to handle it. But, yeah, there are people who actually knew this was going to happen. They're called epidemiologists. They've been... <laughs> yeah, there's a name for that. <laughs> and then, like, I would, it would have been more forgivable if, like, let's say countries like Taiwan or New Zealand didn't do well. But these two countries, small, small countries, True. did well because they did, you know, the most 
um scientific com- like common and I heard they're run by women right? yeah exactly and i'm like yeah it would have been more forgive it, it would have been forgivable if there was no single country that did well but you have <laughs> two who did <laughs> so like no you can't say that it doesn't vietnam did well singapore did well oh, like admirable countries like, they're like you know there are like several countries that did well so you can't say nobody knows what to do <laughs> at this point like, after 12 months come on after tw- i swear <laughs> mate after 12 months like right? no way you know, <laughs> I think a, a day before the lockdown, we passed by the the some uh, the bureau of quarantine that was in Cebu. That's in Cebu City. And then when we passed by now, we still see the same building and it's still under construction. Although the whole building is done, it's like there are still people working on it. I was like, when is this gonna be done? Like, oh my god, it's not done yet, Miss. Until it now, done. like the building is there, but there are still people like construction workers working on the side. So apparently, it's not like a hundred percent done. But you know, if after twelve months, come on, we should have. That's that's, that's just weird, good miss. Like there was like, in fairness, ah, and it's not even just like other countries doing well. There are LGUs that are doing so well. Yeah, Iloilo. So right? like, how What's come certain LGUs are exactly Iloilo, Pasig, um, Pasig Valenzuela, Baguio did well. Like Makati is doing well. Like <laughs> you can say like. We don't know what we're doing because there are actually LGUs that are doing super well. Iloilo is definitely my favorite. Um, the way like Mayor Jerry has handled it, it's it's been admirable, like super transparent. Um, it's more community-based work. He really included and involved really? the community in solving the it. The community and the leadership, that's that's what's going to solve this. It really matters, miss. Yeah. And like because it's like that, you can really see like businesses donate 1 million, 2 million. Yeah, and I heard that you have to donate 50%. Like someone messaged me last night and he was asking, mm-hmm. like, does this include 50% to be donated to the government? I was like, I'm not aware of that. Like, do we have that? To- that was, that, that's the, like, that's getting really cloudy, Miss. Because, like, that was the initial, um, initial um, advice that we have to give 50% to the government. And then, you know, sorry, I have to say it, the apologists, the government apologists would say like, it's Pfizer who actually wanted that. Right. Okay. Right. So Pfizer wants that. So Pfizer wants us to donate 50%. No, no worries. And then you get another news that, oh, by the way, private sector is not allowed to, um, to um, import. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, we're not allowed to import because the government refuses to take any accountability or liability if something happens to the private sector who will get inoculated. Right. But the thing is, in October of 2020, who already, um, World Health Organization already had a memo that the governments will have to take indemnity. There has to be an indemnity clause. So how could the Philippine government say, they did not know. Everybody else knew, but we didn't. Where were we? I mean, if your employee would tell you something like that, what would you do? Like, I didn't know. I mean, I'd fire that employee. Like, guys, like, what? like you're, you're great fun and all your know? fun during lunch times, but oh, no, 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 dear, no. Yeah, quite terrible. But it, yeah, I think... I know we have a lot of frustrations with the community and they always tell us like 
okay, like Manila, they have their own problems. The, the community there, they have their own. And for us in Cebu, definitely we have our own ecosystem here. I don't know if you would call it ecosystem if there's none to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's why I miss. Like, I think that's our biggest dream. We have our own ecosystem that we can be proud of. And that's why I like, you know, I have big dreams. And I was telling my developers, my guys, is that like, boys, my only hope is that we can you know, pull this off and make this app like the Cebu-based and Cebu-made, probably Cebu-made app that actually means something or it's worth anything. And if it gets really big, that means we create more jobs. Exactly. And like, when I was telling the boys, my, my like, I have one developer now and uh, a UX UI designer and they're hard at work. And like they also believe in the vision myth. So like seeing them work and how excited they get, it really makes me really excited too. And I'm excited for you solving this kind of problem. Like, Thank you, Miss. I'm excited for you, Miss, in that application because we're all rooting for you. No, I'm not I'm not really expecting anything. Like here we go again. We're, you know, discount. But at least you tried. The thing is, you I tried. Try. Yeah, I think that's the key word there. It's really just trying, being out. It's for experience. And for yeah. the experience. Like, I would be in my deathbed and then I would say, damn, I wish I sent in that application. Or like, exactly. I built that startup or I wish I connected with that person. You know, we don't want to have these kind of regrets. And I think that's the reason why we're doing all this shiz. Like, I would say, I wish I've done that podcast. And then if I didn't, I would regret it in my deathbed. So here I am doing this, like, despite every single challenge that we have, Miss Coney, this has been a really wonderful, you know, opportunity to talk to you, to pick your brain while we're at it. It's been, it's been an incredible journey. And I'm really happy that you were here for our season two. And I think you were the first, you're the first co-host here. My first Yeah. I was talking solo. I was just like dropping my thoughts and like talking free flow. But then you're here for season two and have brought in a lot of wonderful guests who also share their experiences and their stories. And it has been really, it's, it's eye-opening for me. And I feel like their stories and your story has molded me into something you know, more experiential through your eyes and through your own experience. Same, Miss. Like, it's an honor to be part of the podcast, to have been invited by you. Because, you know, and I've always told you that I've always looked up to you. I've always fangirled for you. <laughs> even, even, like, years before on LinkedIn. Like, we were connected, but we didn't really talk to each other. So, when you first sent me that message about the post, about the developers, I'm like, this there sent me a message. So, yeah, I was fangirling. <laughs> so, and like I always learn so much from you every time we talk, Same and and like, and I I always love talking to you because it's always like you always give me valuable insights. And what I really appreciate is that with like you have become a friend, and like you never like hold back if there's an opinion <laughs> or if I'm doing something wrong, and you tell me, but you always do it in the kindest possible way and I think that's what's important and that's why like I think everyone should have a mentor and friend like you like that's what our startup people need to be honest we all need we we are all in this together Miss Coney like if you were in Clubhouse you'd see the other hardworking entrepreneurs I know who are helping each other and you know I'm not telling you to I'm not pressuring you there's no Android (laughs) don't worry 
but we're here like once we're you're ready to like mingle and talk we have to we have another session tonight it's going to be like mm-hmm. i think 11 p.m up until the wee hours in the morning we just talk like we rant and we talk about the startup you know community here in cebu and i know opportunities all of that like we're in this together so yeah yeah thank you again for your friendship and for your time this season i really appreciate it and it has been super super enlightening i tell you like i love this season that's that's all i can say <laughs> likewise miss really enjoyed it and the guests thank you so i'm gonna wrap this up miss coney um okay uh, if we're gonna wrap up i think i have to ask the question too but for you what do you think would be one like word or phrase that could wrap up season two for us I think the best word for season two would be growth and survival at the same time. Right, that's true. And for me, it would be enlightenment. (laughs) I feel like if I have to explain myself why I chose that word, it's because like I felt like I was alone, you know, like I wanted Mm -hmm. to talk to fellow entrepreneurs or like fellow humans in Cebu in Sutukil Valley and then I met you guys all our speakers who are also friends right and then we talk about the things that were challenging us you know all these things that we constantly rant about just on a post on Facebook but apparently we're now here in a podcast in audio mode right (laughs) (laughs) that has been like enlightening like I am not alone in this we're in it definitely not me like the past year has been about growth and survival you know like Simon said it the best um survival is the new straight straight up survival is the new thriving if you are not expected to thrive this year you are not expected to thrive last year if you're awake and if you're healthy and you still have a roof over your head you're doing so well so don't be too harsh on yourself I'm into that Simon really pinned that down so yeah um, thank you again Miss Coney and I think that's it we're gonna wrap it up and you being my co-host for this season like I said thank you so much amazing amazing thank you mister if we could say that we did really amazing work like we wrapped up every single speaker we've talked about a lot of things from community to design to code to tech um to employers and community and that's it i mean great 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 season great wrap up thank you miss coney thank you miss blair and yeah, thank you to our sponsors, our very own. It's our agency, by the way. <laughs> if I could pitch that and mention it. Yes, we are still taking in clients. Um, I, I know I'm working right now on the other sponsor, which is Content <laughs> That's where I'm focusing some, like most of my energies in the past two weeks with Content Dash because we sent in applications. We said put together like pitch deck. But Content Dash is meant to disrupt social media agencies like i'm disrupting myself i'm making myself <laughs> in content dash really right like what you're doing with hiring yes, miss, definitely. If, if you cannot disrupt yourself so what's the point <laughs> exactly and that, that's what we're doing here with our startup projects right and yeah thank you miss coney your own aleph talent solutions you want to plug something about aleph we're fine we're <laughs> so glad that we're surviving that's it Exactly. uh, I'm just thankful that we're still here, especially when you see, you know, the news that how things are going and how the economy is. It's like every day is honestly a gift. Literally, it's a gift. Yep. 
Yeah, and then I'll mention also Grow Libro. It's our other startup. We're, we're helping businesses. We're helping small businesses with their invoicing. Um, it's an invoicing platform to help small businesses, but later on, we're going to move it into cash management. So yeah, check that out. And thank you again to our podcast partner, the company. They have been really helpful. They've been hosting me in the past two months, um, giving me a space <laughs> here. Sometimes, uh, you know, people would knock on my door and say, you're too noisy. I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, you're too loud, but you know, this is this is what we need to do for the podcast. But yeah, thank you. Thank you, the company. You've been really helpful despite all the challenges that happened this this month um with with your building, you know, your your landlord. You have been really helpful. So thank you, Miss Joy and the rest of the ladies from the company. Thank you. So you guys, if you want to check out the company, you can use the code Flare, F-L-E-I-R-E. You will have four hours of free trial on their regular days. So please visit them and let's support the community. Let's support startups and let's support Cebu. So most especially thank you to our listeners and to our viewers. I won't say till next episode this time. I would say till next season. So next thank season. you so much for your support. And thank you again, Miss <laughs> Tony. Thank you. Thank Bye you, Sarah. Everyone. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. That wraps up this episode from Wicked Thoughts. Make sure to subscribe and join the host on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flare. That's patreon slash F-L-E-I-R-E for exclusive content. Tune in for more Wicked Conversations right here at Wicked Thoughts.